on this episode of the new channel sports podcast we're going to talk about deshaun watson's new contract extension we also talk a little rockets and lakers we're also going to dissect the comments made by richard jefferson and jay williams we're also going to do best case worst case scenario for the green bay packers and detroit lions and then we're going to also discuss whether or not Giannis antetokounmpo is overrated or underrated i said this on this podcast almost a year and a half ago and i kept saying it Giannis antetokounmpo has an identity problem and it's part of the reason why they're in this mess as well because people love Giannis. He's kind of like, he's, he has a chance, not as far as the athleticism and where his skill is going to go to, but he has a chance to be the next Dwight Howard because there was a point in Dwight Howard's career where he was really loved, and then people say we want results. Giannis Antetokounmpo is really loved right now. If they get swept, he's going to be scrutinized in a way we have never seen. So right now, I think he's right where he needs to be. So if it's underrated versus overrated, I think he's, he's probably still at the point where he's closer to being underrated than overrated. Because you don't go win back-to-back MVPs, and you don't win an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year and, and not be who they say you are. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. Welcome to another episode. I am your host, or one of your hosts. My name is Oenyi, the one and only. It is good to be here. It is a pleasure for you to be on our podcast listening. Um, Hopefully, you like what you hear. If you do like what you hear, please don't hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you can just go ahead and subscribe on any major podcast platform. Also, if you want to listen on our radio, we're on every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on Afro Vibes Radio. I am joined by the phenomenal Chris. What is the deal, bro? What's good? Let's get to it. You doing okay, man? But I'm doing good. I noticed you're wearing a Texan shirt today. Ah, oh, they got me back, man. Oh, boy. You're back on the bandwagon. It lasted for a good three months, though. I, I knew you'd be back. I didn't know I was going to be back. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, man. Well, it's good to have you back as being a Houston Texans fan. You know, us Houston Texans fans know how it is. We're, we're tweeting, twittering. Let's not do us yet. Okay. okay. I'm not, so I'm not, not there completely yet. there. Yeah, okay. I'm not okay. there yeah, So yet. y'all aren't divorced anymore. You just separate. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with a segment. It's called The Good, The Bad. And the ugly. There we go. The super ugly. So I'll start with the good. And we just mentioned Houston Texans. The good for me is that the Houston Texans have locked up Deshaun Watson. Four-year, $160 million contract. Franchise quarterback. If the Texans want to make some noise now and from years to come, they had to lock up this, this quarterback. In the NFL, the big thing is finding your franchise quarterback, right? Yeah. And they found him. They locked him up. That's a big deal. Hopefully they can do something, but that's my good. The Texans locked them up. We got a quarterback. That's why I'm back. <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm back, because he decided he's going to stay. Yeah, in the NFL, there's not really an opportunity to leave. Kirk Cousins gave us the blueprint, though. So right. there's a chance to do it. Shout out Dak Prescott, because he might be going down that road. But the reason why I'm back is because I know 
that Deshaun is going to be in a Texans uniform at least for the next five years, unless Bill O'Brien decides to trade him for a bag of peanuts. Oh, Bill O'Brien. You want to start a riot in Houston? <laughs> then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Bobby so, can't do that. So what's your bag? My bag is Giannis Antetokounmpo and the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks, the defensive player of the year, the reigning MVP and soon-to-be two-time reigning MVP, down 0-3 to the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero. <laughs> What's going on? It's horrible. So, you know, you know what we always say about Jimmy Butler on this podcast? We say he has the mama mentality. Not the mama talent. But he's been showing some numbers. The last game, he scored 40. Yeah, he had 40 and then 30. And, and <laughs> so he, at least in game three, he's been balling. That's he's what he's been doing. some talent. But it's about the Bucks, right. in my opinion. It's not about Jimmy Buckets. Mm-hmm. It's not about Eric Spolstra. It's not about Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. It is all about the Milwaukee Bucks. They've done it to us again. Mm. Great regular season. Horrible postseason. And Giannis is flaming out like a... Can I say it? A punk. Woo. I mean, it hurts because I like Giannis, but he's Woo. flaming out like a punk. You got, look, I have to critique everybody the same. Woo. If this was James Harden, I would say the same thing. If this was LeBron, I'd say the same thing. You can't come to the podium after game one and they ask you, how come you didn't hold Jimmy Butler? Coach didn't say I had to hold Jimmy Butler. Okay, game three, what's happening? Well, no teams come back down 3-0. This is sounding so uncompetent, but maybe we can do it. Nah, bro, we're going to come back. We'll be back. It's same, a, say some of that because we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. No, I, I know that, but my <laughs> my point is is it's bad. It does not look good. Oh, okay, that's your bad, Milwaukee Bucks in general. So my ugly goes to Stephen A. Smith. I know we disagree mm-hmm. on this, but you we, we talk about this on a radio show. But I just think that sometimes Stephen A. just goes off the rails. Not sometimes. I'm gonna say that because this has been this has been lately. His comments about LeBron James and. Him being the king and some rubs some people wrong way. We thought that was a little bit off. Yeah. I think this comment was also off. He basically said that Steve Nash got the head coaching position because of white privilege. And I just can't agree with that, Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry. Not everybody agrees with me. One, one, one being my co-host here. Y'all, I'm letting you have your take. I know. I I'll know. be respectful. I know. But that's my ugly. I don't necessarily think that he got it because of white privilege. But that's what he thought. If you guys didn't hear what he said. This is what he said. Uh, this is one of the toughest positions I've ever had to take. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a coach. And you get the Brooklyn next job. Now, with that whole take, with that whole thing you just said, where I disagree with, first of all, is that when he said this does not happen for a black man, there have been a couple other black coaches that have gotten head coach jobs and that were black and they didn't have any experience necessarily. We look at Derek Fisher. We look at Jason Kidd, who also got uh, uh, his opportunity in the NBA. And we also look at uh, Doc Rivers as well. So, I mean, I, I can't agree with that unless he's just talking about the Brooklyn Nets organization as that being some kind of, I don't know, elite organization. I disagree with you. I know you do. We don't have to, get, we don't have to go into depth to depth. This is my ugly for me. I know you disagree with me, but I think that... that now, you don't get ugly. to get your take. Come on, like, man. It's let's, called let's, ugly. Let's, let's move away. Nah, about, let, let me just say this. Stephen A. was talking about the situation reeking as white privilege. And to be clear, he wasn't saying that Nash won't do a good job. 
He did not say that. So I just I gotta point that out. If you if you want if you can't you can't do our loyal podcast listeners like that. You you know you just want to get your point in, <laughs> yeah, which I see. Of course, but you know that's just my ugly. I just don't think it was necessarily necessary for him to say that. Now everybody's not talking about Steve Nash being the new head coach. They're just thinking about oh you got it because of white privilege, which that's his opinion. But I just think Stephen A. Smith knew what he was doing, especially in this climate. He just it, tried to bring it out. This it reeks of white privilege. He wasn't saying Steve Nash got it because he's white. We it's a clear agree, difference, bro. We can agree to disagree. Uh, we can agree to disagree, but we gotta get it right. I'm pretty, it won't be the first or the last time. All right. All right. So that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. There you go. All right. So we have mentioned it already. Let's dive into this Deshaun Watson contract what this means for the Houston Texans, what it means for their future. Deshaun Watson signing a four-year deal, $160 million. My boy, Deshaun Watson, is going to be— Oh, he's your boy He's now. my boy, nah, man. Nah, like nah, I said, nah. Like I said on a previous <laughs> podcast, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. One of our hosts here, Trey, thinks that's just ludicrous. Like, how is he your favorite quarterback? Because he is, bro. No, no, I, I'll tell you why he is. I remember when he wore the Warren Moon jersey. Oh, that you was text a text me. Oh, yeah. You were crying. Let's oh, be real. Bro, Warren, you were in tears. Because Warren Moon is also one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. And then for Deshaun Watson to wear that jersey representing Houston and what that means for me. Oh, my God. That was just put out there. And, of course, my, my three favorite quarterbacks right now are four favorite quarterbacks. Two of them are Green Bay Packers, which is odd. I don't know why that happened, but it's happened. With Brif, I just love Brett Favre yeah. for some reason. He's just a gunslinger. He goes out there. He doesn't give a damn. He's going to throw that ball around. It's not just that he don't give a damn. He gets away with it. Yeah. Some of the throws he makes were elite throws. But anyway, that's another subject for another day. Deshaun Watson, what this means for the Houston Texans is that they have their franchise quarterback for years and years to come, and hopefully that means a title. The city of Houston is they are desperately in need of a title coming from their football team. What's Texas known for? Football. Football. Okay. We need a title from the NFL with Deshaun Watson at the helm. I don't know if it's going to be with Bill O'Brien. I don't know. But that's what we desperately need. Man, for me, this contract is about the guaranteed money. You know me. I'm a contract guy. I know. So I'm interested in that. He got $111 million guaranteed. There's going to be a day, and I've talked about this a little bit on the on the radio show, but there's going to be a day, and I'm waiting for that quarterback to say, I want all of my money fully guaranteed. guaranteed. Because we've already seen it from Kirk Cousins, but it was to a lesser extent, and because of the, uh, the franchise tag element, which is why I'm real interested with Dak Prescott. We'll see what happens with him. But outside of the guaranteed money, Texans have him at least for five seasons. I'm, I don't want to say 100%. But I'm pretty, I'm about 90% sure Bill O'Brien won't be there at the end of this contract. I don't think so. So for me, it's just waiting out Bill O'Brien. Because as you mentioned to start the podcast, I'm really, I'm back at the point where, yeah, we're back together, but we separated. I love that you say that. Because, you know, sometimes a girl, you think she thinks you you with her. She's like, it's us. Like, it ain't really us. You know what I'm saying? I'm around when I'm around. It's like a test drive right yeah. now. Yeah. We're just doing this to see if you've changed. Exactly. <laughs> Have you changed Bill O'Brien? Because if you have, it's not even about that. Bill O'Brien, I don't think he's ever going to change. Let me just put it out there, be honest with you. You're back with the Texans because they have shown that they want to keep their franchise quarterback there. Because the question was also, how does Deshaun Watson feel that they got rid of their number one, uh, his number one option? Is he going to stick around for that? 
and Deshaun Watson's on board, so I'm on board. That's the way I look at it. If he wants to stay there with Bill O'Brien, then I guess I have to stick it out with Bill O'Brien as well. Yeah, I think a part of him being on board is, as the NFL, I can't go anywhere, so I might as well make the most money that I can. Right. And there's a distinction between his contract and Mahomes. Mahomes. Mahomes signed for 10 years. I'm pretty sure if they came to Watson for that, he was like, I'm not here for all no, that. No, no, I want the maximum amount of money as early and as often as possible if I'm going to have to deal with this nonsense. Right. So right. shout out to him. I'm well, happy is that That's the way you look at it? That's if, exactly if how I look at it. Oh, yeah. He's always backed Bill O'Brien, though. He has never, ever publicly said anything negative about Bill O'Brien. Because Bill O'Brien is him. not just his coach. He's, he's a coach GM. and GM. This is true. So what are you going to do? Who are you going to complain to? I'm, but he's he's a Sean Watson, though. There are some players that maybe they can threaten you and say, okay, I'm going to trade you here. Deshaun Watson doesn't care where he's traded to. He's like, go ahead, trade whatever. I'm yeah. going to make it. This Deshaun Watson was called Jordan, right? That's a big, coach. big deal by a coach. Yeah. That's a big, big deal. Now, when this statement was first made, I was like, oh, okay, calm down there a little bit. Calm down. Yeah. But in this short period of what I've seen from Deshaun Watson, it's definitely there. Yeah. Because whenever the Texans are down or they look like they're out, he finds a way to give that team an opportunity to win. I've seen it time and time again. That Saints game, for me, that Saints game, before that game was that the was Philadelphia. Yeah. Before that game was the Philadelphia Eagle game. I don't remember if I text you or I text. When he drove them down that field. Yeah. And he got that touchdown to give them the lead. They didn't win the game. But when they gave them the lead, I was like, yeah, there it is. That's the moment. I don't know if I text you, this is the moment, or I put it on Twitter or something. But I said, that's the moment right there where this guy is definitely a That's superstar. when you figured it out? That's when I figured it I out. I figured it out once he started playing against the Jags. Oh, this is the guy. What well, was the Jags? So I really, I, oh you, my that goodness. could be anybody that could wow. do that. Against, it could be me. Wow. Dude, against Jags. You're going to say, oh, there, there he is. Wow. That's the guy. See, this <laughs> is a problem, though. That's why we can't have fans in Jacksonville, bro. Why? They had nothing to do with this. But you, you just mentioned them. Not because I was talking about Deshaun Watson. Well, it was, and not only that, the Philadelphia Eagles weren't they the defending champions at the time? They were, bro. Yes, at that time, in that moment, I was like, "Oh, there he is. That's the man." Then you look at Game One last year against the Saints. Deshaun Watson played his butt off, mm-hmm. and for him to get that team into position to win again, they lost that game again as well. That's why we talk about on a radio show. If Anthony Weaver, I think I'm saying his name right. The defensive coordinator of the Houston Texans can get that defense to just be consistently good. And Deshaun Watts do what he does, the Texans would be a very dangerous team, bro. Yeah. Uh, the defense, they have star players at every level from the linemen to the linebackers to the coverage. But they don't have enough consistent players. So you're right. Mm-hmm. If Weaver's a good coordinator and he's able to put them in schemes to be successful, to get the best out of some of these players, then yeah. They have a chance to be a solid defense, but you're right. Everything, everything's about Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien, and I don't trust Bobby. I'm only on the ride because I love Deshaun Watson. Other than that, I'm good. I'm waiting for Bobby to leave. Right. And this, bro, anybody listening to this podcast and they're thinking, like, what are these guys talking about? Just look at any quarterback, any elite quarterback. Standing right behind him is an elite coach, right? Or at least a good one. At least a good one. Because you look at what Patrick Holmes is doing right now. You can argue that he doesn't win a Super Bowl without Andy Reid. His offensive schemes, the way he does things there, is just a perfect marriage. Look at what Drew Brees has been able to do with his career. Him and Sean Payton. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Mike Tomlin and, 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 and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, come on, bro. And, but, but this is the thing, though. It's not just – you can have a competent coach 
and a great quarterback. What you can't have is an incompetent coach and an incompetent GM at the same time. And that's the problem. It's, 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 that's why y'all are separated whew, right now. In fact, you making me want to take off this shirt, bro. I'm a, I don't even know why I'm here, bro. Bro, we, we, we were so excited about this conversation about the Sean Watson signing this four-year deal. Because we're both – well, I'm definitely a Houston Texans fan. You're on the fringe. You don't know yet. You're in and out. Yeah. But as we dig deeper into this, we're starting to realize this is, this is the year. For me, everything's on the table this year. Because I think that this is the best opportunity or one of the best opportunities the Texans have had to win a title. Whether you agree with me or not, the Texans are a Super Bowl contending team. You can agree, you can disagree. I disagree. That's fine. That's, that's fine. But they should be. Whether you agree or not, you have to agree that they should be a Super Bowl contending team. This is going to be Deshaun Watson's, what, third or fourth year in the league? Fourth year. His fourth year fourth in the league. Season, yeah. right? Bill O'Brien has been there multiple times already. He's made multiple trips to the playoffs. We need to see the Texans go to the next level. That's what it's all about with Sean Watson. So you're basically saying, don't put words mark in my mouth. The ten, okay. Don't put you, words in my mouth. You said next level. I said they should be able to get okay, to the next so level. Okay, so let's mark the tape. We'll do that Are later you saying no, they're we'll going? Do that. We'll do that later. No, we're we're, we're, we're going to talk about Houston Texans more depth in, more, in other podcasts. That's fine. That's fine. But I still have to ask this question because our fans want to hear it now. So my question <laughs> is, <laughs> they want to hear it now. So, again, you can say you can, you can change it if you want to. But my, my question to you is, is the next level AFC championship? Yes. Okay. They so AFC to, no, championship I'm not, or bust. I'm not going to say they're going to do that. But, yes, it has to be AFC championship or bust. Okay. Now, it's just because of the fashion in which they lost last year as well. Even though they beat the Buffalo Bills, we'll talk about this later because I'm going to get really in-depth into it. Because you know how I am with the Houston Texans. But Deshaun Watson, he signs his four-year deal. Um, hopefully, this means more good things to come for my Houston Texans. Now, let's move on and let's talk a little bit about the NBA. It just seems like the NBA has a lot of gossip going on. You know, I think as far as social media is concerned, NBA and Twitter, they go hand in hand. Right? Yeah. So, wherever someone tweets something on Twitter, it gets out there. So, what I want to talk about right now. It all started with Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson sent out a tweet. Oh. And his tweet said that Giannis might be a Pippin. There I said it. He needs his Jordan. Now, let's, let's dissect that first a little bit, and then we'll, we'll go on to what happens next. But do you agree with that? Do you think that Giannis might be a Pippin? Well, number one, I don't. It's, to me, it's, it sounds very disrespectful to Pippin, right? I just I didn't, both of them. That's what I'm saying, but I just don't know what are you, what are you talking about? Because number one, let's talk about Giannis. Since we're dissecting this specific tweet, right? Giannis is not a Pippin. Giannis is an MVP of the NBA, almost twice over, and he's going to be he's going to be twice over, yeah. And he's a Defensive Player of the Year, right? So I don't understand the logic. I think what he's trying to get across is is that Giannis needs another guy. But why bring up Pippin? But that what that, does Pippin that, have to do with that this? Bro? Destroys everything you just said, though, because he brought up Pippin. Pippin. And Michael Jordan go hand in hand. Yeah. What he's basically saying is that Giannis needs a Jordan. That's what he said at the end of the tweet. That's that's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. Because the only players that you can argue that are better than Giannis Antetokounmpo right now, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Um, and it stops there. <laughs> There's nobody pretty else. Pretty much. So how is he going to get this Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, it would have made more sense if he said if he would have said he needs his Kyrie, no doubt. He that would have made sense. But he needs his Pippen. Because Giannis Antetokounmpo, let's not get it twisted. 
He is a mega superstar in this league. Yeah. Okay. Let's not get it twisted because we just said it. He's top three player in the league. Kawhi Leonard is up there as well. Some people might argue that also. Maybe Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi. But right now you have to put Kawhi in front of him because Kawhi has hardware. Kawhi has championships. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's definitely a top five player. And when you're a top five player, you need a Pippen. Right. It's not that the other way around where he needs a Jordan, but well, we'll get into that more. So you talked about Scottie Pippen. Skype wasn't having it. So he replied on a tweet. He said, I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back league MVPs, which in a matter of days, uh, we'll see if that happens or not. The question is, who were you as a player? I think he's turning it back. Like, why are you bringing me into this? Because it's become so popular. Even when rappers are spitting bars, I'm not a, I mean, you're a Pippen, I'm a Jordan. It's almost like it's a bad thing being a Pippen. Pippen is a top 50 player in the NBA, right? In NBA history, or at least top 60. I think he's top 50 for sure. I, I don't Pippen. know. I don't, yeah, I don't think right. it's even debatable, be real. So it's become too easy to say, oh, you're a Pippen, I'm a Jordan. And people just, for whatever reason, even the young kids be like, oh, you're Pippen. You suck. Like, hold on, bro. <laughs> let's, let's stop for a second. Right. This guy, when Jordan retired, he was the leader of the Bulls. You know, he had that bad moment with, <laughs> with Tony Cook. <laughs> That was bad. But my point is... That's the only blemish of Scottie Pippen's It's a bad That was bad. He he even admitted that that was a bad Yeah, that was bad. But my point is, that team was still challenging in the second round of the playoffs. And went to Game 7 against the Knicks. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about here? It was really only one year. And then, in 2000, he was part of a a Blazers team that's one of the best teams to not win the NBA championship. Right, right. So, I'm getting tired of people saying, I'm a Jordan, you're a Pippen, as if being a Pippen is a bad thing. And that's what bothers me. And it's just... Richard Jefferson is an NBA player. So it's not like a Stephen A. Smith said it or Max Kellerman said it or whoever your favorite pundit is. It's another NBA player. So you got to kind of check yourself. Who who are you, bro? I really like how Pippen's turned around like, but who are you playing? As a player, right. Yeah, and right. it makes you kind of be like, all right, time yeah. to be quiet. Because no one's going to compare anybody and be like, oh, you need your Richard Jefferson. No one's going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> you will make it over the hump if you just had a Richard Jefferson. Yeah. No, no one's going to yeah, say, that. say that. But I do understand what he's trying to say. What he's necessarily trying to say is that Giannis needs some help. Now, what kind of help is that? I think you can more so closely say, like, uh, you know, was he saying that though. He was he, he definitely says he needs help, but, but he was not, also, but he's also he's not, yeah, he was knocking Giannis down a bit. You You're not Jordan. It's not like you need a Pippen. You're definitely not Jordan. You're Pippen. You need your Jordan. Yeah, that's what he said. He, I think the better analogy would be that you need a Shaq or a Kobe because Shaq and Kobe are on the same uh, level. I think he's trying to say he needs. I think. What he was really saying is, you're not a 1A, you're a 1B. No, no, we, we agree on that. And to that point, who, and you already mentioned who's better than Giannis, but to more than he, what he should have said is, in my opinion, you need a Kyrie. Mm. I would understand that. You need a guy who can go get a bucket. That's And that's really what Giannis needs. Right. So, well, he just needs help. We, we could agree with that. He needs some kind of well, help. It's not just help, help though. Yeah, he needs a guy help. who can get a bucket at the end of the game. You bring up Shaq. Giannis is like Shaq. Right. Shaq and dominate for 45 minutes. During the last three minutes of the game. Get your Kobe. Get your Kobe. Get your Kobe. And that's what he that's needs. That's a better thing. So you heard it here first on, on New Channel Sports. <laughs> this dude. Giannis, you need your Kobe. Because even with Kobe and Shaq, though, what I'm trying to say, though, is that they always thought they were on the same level at one point. Because yeah. even though at the beginning, Shaq said, that's our little brother. And you know, well, Kobe, the beginning, Kobe, it was like that. Yeah, it was. These are it facts. Was, right, it was. But Kobe wasn't having it, though. Kobe was like, I'm not no one's little brother. But yeah. we know how that went out so 
This escalated to someone asking Jay Will, Jason Williams, about the Did they ask him or did he just I offer think, a I take? Think at, what the, the, the take was around the tweet. Okay. So he was asked something and he was like, no, he saw the tweet and this is what he said. So LeBron was a pippin with D Wade once. Nothing wrong with that until you get over the hump. Okay, let me let, let me let me have. So this. let's let's go. You go and have it. I'll give uh, it all uh, to you. I, I'll tell you. There's so you talk about Stephen A. Smith sometimes, and there's certain pundits who I believe legitimately believe what they say, and they have integrity with their takes. This hadn't. This has nothing to do with integrity. <laughs> no, I'm being real with you. It's just a ridiculous take just to have people respond, and I can't stand that because it's not genuine. What we do here on New Channel Sports, if this is my take, this is how I feel when I'm on the the radio show, on the podcast, or chilling at home. I know he does not believe that tweet. I think he believes. No, that. he does not. And if he believes that, he should never be on TV anymore. Well, this is this is this is what I'm trying to tell you, and I'm not necessarily saying I believe it, but when LeBron James. And D Wade first initially clicked up. It wasn't working. They had some differences there as far as playing style. At the first 13 no, games. No, but that, that's what I'm saying. So at first, it just seemed like, you know, maybe D Wade was a Jordan. And you could look at it, him being a pivot. But as, as soon as they switched it up, D Wade said it himself, okay, I'm definitely the second option here. He's the one that said that. He said, I'm the second option, LeBron James, this is your team. Once that happened, everything went from there. So, Anybody that thinks that LeBron James is a Pippin is a moron. Let me tell you that right now. And that's so, the problem with the tweet or whatever whatever platform he used to say is because it was moronic. It was so moronic. But I, see what he was trying to say though. No, there's no 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 no. no. <laughs> We're not doing that. There's I don't care. I don't care. You cannot break down what he's trying to say. It's nonsense. And it was so moronic, so idiotic, so stupid that LeBron, who normally has a moratorium during the playoffs where he doesn't respond, is like, I need to respond to nonsense. Let me let me tell you what he tweeted back. Let me tell you what LeBron James clap back. <laughs> LeBron James responds to Jay Will's tweet. Explain to me what the F I gotta do with this subject matter. I'm over here minding my own damn business preparing for Houston. And by the way, I ain't never been nobody but my damn self. Then he says another cuss word at the end. So I will tell you why Jay Williams sent this tweet. It is beyond known. Everybody knows this, that Jay Williams is Kevin Durant's guy. Mm. They do the boardroom together. Those two are thick as thieves. They're buddies. And what did everybody call Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors? A snake. They call him a snake. So this was Kevin Durant's boy's way of getting a little jab at LeBron saying, but when LeBron went to Miami, he was the Pippin. I'm telling you, Kevin Durant, you're out there. He's doing something. It wouldn't surprise me if this was Kevin Durant tweeting it. He stole Jay with oh! <laughs> he, He's not just setting up a fake t- burner account. Hey, he's taking over. He's taking accounts. over accounts, bro. Wow. But if you know anything, Jay Williams and Kevin Durant, they're thick as thieves. They're mm-hmm. like, they're actually good friends. And this smells to me like a guy trying to stick up for, for, for Kevin Durant. I'm just telling you. Look, man, let me, let me get back on this a little bit more as far as LeBron James is concerned. You can watch LeBron James play sometimes. And you might think that he's being passive or that he's not playing to his full aggressive um, nature. But the thing about LeBron James is that his basketball IQ is so high that sometimes that might go against him. He's trying to get the absolute best play possible. And I think that sometimes during him, his run in Miami, people saw that because they were on him when they lost that first uh, title to the, the Dallas Mavericks. They're like, oh, LeBron James, he's not the man. He's not the guy. But because of the way he plays basketball and his IQ, Kobe's not going to do that. 
Michael Jordan's not going to do that. So anybody that tells you, so for annoying. me, for me, LeBron James has better basketball IQ than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. That's just me. That's my opinion. But as far as aggressiveness and scoring ability, it's Kobe and Jordan. Kobe, he, he always thought the best option is to have the ball in my ass. Yeah. That's always the best option. I'm going to shoot it. If you ask LeBron James what the best option is, he's going to break down the defense and he's going to give you the best option. And sometimes that goes against him because what LeBron James is doing is he's putting his legacy in the hands of someone else. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Michael Jordan, Kobe, they're not going to do that. The, my legacy is the hands of me. But the difference is, though, is this for Michael Jordan also, is that Michael Jordan, you can call it luck or not, but he's had some moments where you had to pass the ball. And, and they, that hit, person, the they hit it. They That's hit what's it. important. They hit it. People and it also, no, But also the difference is this. I don't want to go into spurring this. Michael Jordan was a catalyst in those shots. He was a person passing Jason Paxson the ball. Not Jason. John Paxson the ball. Are passing Steve Kerr the ball. As far as with LeBron, it just looked like you look at uh, Ray Allen's shot. He missed a shot. <laughs> the ball went around, and then it got into the hands of. But it's a different Allen. scenario. Though. No, it is. It is. It is. It's I'm just different. saying. I'm just saying that sometimes I think that that narrative might get in the head of LeBron sometimes, and so he doesn't always play the way he needs to play in order to win. I mean, it sometimes. I, I, I've seen LeBron pass the ball to people, right? Knock down three point shooters, and they miss. It just happens. Right. No, it is what it is. Absolutely. But kind of going. When, the thing that makes me annoys me the most when people talk about LeBron, right, is when you compare him to Pippen, like Jay Will attempted to do, it distorts his legacy, and it's 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 come it's his legacy is already complicated. To be very honest with you, it's it already is. complicated, it's a complicated leg- legacy. It is. It is. But to do that like Jay Williams did to me is just it's moronic, and I I, I cannot explain it. Other than thinking it was a jab from basically Durant's camp, but the, that's the way I saw it. We talk about legacies a lot on this podcast and what makes someone's legacy. When Michael Jordan, people idolize Michael Jordan and his legacy is already set. People are not going to say anything to dis- discard his legacy, even though they tried to in the last documentary. They're like saying, oh, this is the kind of leader you got. Something like that. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. As far as with LeBron James, and you talk about his legacy being very, very complicated because he's doing it on the court and he's doing it more so off the court. As far as any athlete in the history since maybe Muhammad Ali, maybe? Mm. I'll check on that later. But he has been more influential off the court than any athlete I've seen in a, in a long, long, long time. Michael Jordan wasn't that way. Kobe wasn't that way. Shaq wasn't that way. So that's why it makes his legacy a bit more complicated. Because people like to say that he's the best ever. But if you say add it on with his off, off the court stuff, yeah. I can say he's the best ever, but as far as him playing basketball on the court, I'm still a Michael Jordan guy. I still think he's a GOAT. And as when you said earlier in this podcast that you think LeBron has a higher basketball IQ than Jordan, that stunned me for a second. You just kind of threw it out there. I was like, I don't know about that. I think some people would disagree with that. Um, I don't, but I think that's a, little, I think, I think I think that's a controversial statement. I think, I think it's been proven, though, for me, Ugh. watching him. Because Michael Jordan, let me, let me, let me put it this way. Michael Jordan might have the better basketball IQ. He might. But LeBron James is more willing to show his basketball IQ on the court, if that makes sense. Because LeBron James is a better passer than LeBron, uh, than Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's 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 not even debatable. But because of what you see on the court, Michael Jordan could have become a better passer than LeBron James, but he just wasn't willing to do that. I think it's I think Well, it's, I think it's also because of the way the triangle works. That's true, too. But even even before he got into the triangle, 
even before he was with Phil Jackson, there's a certain way Michael Jordan played. It was relentless, and I'm going to score. His first notion was to score buckets. When LeBron James first got into the league, I think he honestly want to say he was passing more when he first got into the league as opposed to just going People to the basket. That's, that's not true. Well, he was passing more than Michael Jordan. It was just he was that's true. Okay, so I'll give you that. And all I'm saying is that you, the argument can be that Michael Jordan has better IQ, but I've just seen it more in LeBron's play. To me to say, I'm that. not even necessarily arguing yeah, yeah, with you. Yeah. I'm just more surprised you said it more than anything. Why are you surprised at things I say, man? I just I I ain't heard you talk about LeBron like that. That was surprising. I mean, he's. He's he's a very skillful player. He's probably the most skillful player the NBA has ever seen. Once he's gone, we're going to miss him. Oh, no, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's going to bring me to the next thing I want to talk about. Let's go back to Giannis Antetokounmpo because now we're hearing rumblings about him maybe being Pippen. Maybe he's underrated. Maybe he's overrated. Overrated, yeah. So my question now is, is he overrated or underrated? I'll, you want to start with me? I'll, I'll definitely start, bro. <laughs> no, no, because because I said this on this podcast almost a year and a half ago, and right. I kept saying it. Giannis Antetokounmpo has an identity problem, and it's part of the reason why they're in this mess as well. Because people love Giannis. He's kind of like he's he has a chance, not as far as the athleticism and where his skills going to go to, but he has a chance to be the next Dwight Howard. Because there was a point in Dwight Howard's career where he was really loved. And then people say we want results. Giannis Antetokounmpo is really loved right now. If they get swept, he's going to be scrutinized in a way we have never seen. So right now, I think he's right where he needs to be. So if it's underrated versus overrated, I think he's he's probably still at the point where he's closer to being underrated than overrated. Because you don't go win back-to-back MVPs, and you don't win an MVP and a defensive player of the year and and not be who they say you are. So I, I think he's still closer to being underrated than overrated. But for me, the, the bigger change is how he's, is he going to handle this offseason? How is he going to handle it? Because it's going to be the first time in his career where he's not seen as an under, underdog or as an unknown, but rather people are saying, we have certain expectations of your game, and we need you to come back the next season and to fix the holes in your game. So if he doesn't do that, then he'll be severely overrated if he doesn't do that. I just think to call him overrated now because his team has a bad matchup in the playoffs, I can't do that. Because he's he's still a young guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's still a young guy. So I, I can't to call him overrated in my opinion is come on now. Mm-hmm. Jordan lost series when he was younger in his career. Everybody loses series in, when they're younger in their career. This reminds me of the uh, of the Orlando Magic and LeBron's team. We all knew going into that series, it was a very bad matchup. And LeBron was able to will them to two wins that they really shouldn't have got. They really should have got swept. Or maybe five games. So I expect Giannis to Maybe get them a game in this series, but overrated, underrated? I, I ain't going to call them man overrated yet. That's not fair. I couldn't agree with you more on this, Chris. I'm surprised that we actually agree on something today. So I'm going to say I agree with you on this point. Giannis right now is definitely underrated. His team is is okay. But the reason the Milwaukee Bucks have gotten this far is because of Giannis, Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Yep. So right now he's definitely underrated. You talk about any superstar athlete, especially in the NBA, they have moments like this where they're down. They need to take that next step to get to that next level. And that's where Giannis is right now. You said it perfectly too, though. If he can't get to that next level, then yeah, he was overrated. But we both feel like he's going to get to that next level, that he's going to pass his point. The key being is, does he have championship DNA in him? 
Okay, we don't know that for sure, but we we both think he does because you just said it. Michael Jordan, before he got his Scottie Pippen, there was questions about it. Like, you know, we know you're good. You can score. But do you have championship DNA? Right. Same thing with Shaquille O'Neal. When he lost that first championship against my Houston Rockets, people were like, well, does is he going to do it? Does he have a championship DNA? He, he, he proved them wrong as well. So LeBron James the same way. So every athlete has gotten to this point to see whether or not they can push through and get to that next level and win championships. And I definitely, definitely think Giannis has it. Am I 100% sure about that? No, I'm not. Because there are some holes in his game. Let's not, let's be real. There, he has to be able to somehow, some way, make players afraid of his three-point shot. Somehow, some way. Because the Miami Heat, they're definitely not afraid of it. He went 0 for 7 the other night from the three-point line. And you just can't do that. Because yeah. you're, you're putting your team, I mean, <laughs> behind the eight ball for real, for real, when you keep on doing that. It's not good. So he does have some holes, but I do think that deep down inside, he has that championship DNA and he can get there. So right now, I do think he's very underrated because of the moment in time. Once he figures it out, he gets on that team, he gets or maybe gets that head coach because that's another part of it, too. Gets a head coach, gets that her teammate, a new team, maybe a new team. Then we'll definitely see uh, the Giannis that we expect to see. This is the thing. Uh, when people say the championship DNA thing, he had, and this is my opinion. My take is he already has a championship DNA. Well, this he has certain he has certain holes in his game mm-hmm. that are exposed in the playoffs. So you mentioned the coach. Well, let me ask you one thing: Can you have championship DNA without ever winning a championship? Yes, mm-hmm. you can. I mean, you can. Because the point is, I, I, I okay, okay. So, but this is the thing: though. you can't dilute it. And my point is, everybody can't win because then winning wouldn't be good enough. Well, you feel me? This is my point. Okay, so my, my definition of championship DNA may be different then. Because in order for you to have championship DNA, you have to have won a championship. That's just me. Then the next level is, the next level will be something like um, you're a competitor. Or, you know, because I, 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 I give you an example. Let me give you an example. In my opinion, P.J. Tucker for the Rockets, that guy has championship championship DNA. He may never win one. But I don't care what you tell me. If you put him on a team with stars who also have that DNA – that brother's going to win a chip, but he may never win one as a rocket. So I, I guess we probably define championship DNA as different things. Yeah. But there are certain guys in the league that have it. Jimmy Butler may never win a championship, but you can't tell me that dude doesn't have championship DNA. I guess my definition of it is a guy who will do anything. If it's offense, I'm going to play offense. If it's defense, I'm going to need defense. If you need me to block a shot, I'll do that. And And that's what I call championship DNA. And some people don't have it. They just don't. Up until this point in Harden's career, you would argue he ain't got it. You can score all the points in the world, but you can argue that he didn't have it. Maybe he's getting it now. So I think I think it more so also has to do with where you're at. Like, what level player are you? Because you just mentioned P.J. Tucker, which I kind of threw me off because I was, I was talking more so about elite players. Because I think you can have championship DNA but not be the main man. If you're the main man, right, there are some people that could argue that James Harden is a better player than Giannis Antetokounmpo right now, right? And if they drafted them, they would draft James Harden before Giannis. But, I mean, I'm just saying, there's people that will do it. This is for the sake of argument. But you might look at Giannis and be like, oh, man, he has a championship DNA inside of him. But neither one of them has won a championship anyway. So it's kind of not even a really good um, example. But all I'm trying to say is this. As being the guy, I feel like you have to have won a championship 
Or, yeah, you have to have won a championship to say that you had the championship DNA inside of you because you did it. I, I can understand what you're saying about Jimmy Butler. I look at them more as those guys are winners. Robert Ory, that guy is a winner. You understand what I'm saying? No, I hear what you're saying. I, I, we, we have different definitions of it, and that's, that's fine. fine. That's we fine. don't need to be yeah. bogged down in the definition. Yeah. But my point, as far as for Giannis is— We'll have another podcast where we'll just talk about championship DNA throughout the whole podcast. Hey, we can will break it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, for Giannis, just to, to put a button on this— it's, I think during the offseason, he can change his game, get the shot. But for me, it's all about the coach. Because remember, even in the beginning of Jordan's career, there's certain things you do when you have a certain superstar. Whereas, that's the only person we're afraid of on that team. And we are going to nitpick on the one thing that that superstar is not great at doing and it becomes exposed. LeBron's not a great shooter. Yeah, he can knock down certain shots. But the way Miami built that team around him, it didn't matter anymore that because you couldn't load up on him. To stop him in that way. When you watch the way the Miami Heat and the uh, the Toronto Raptors are playing Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're begging other players to make a play. But they can't. They need players around him that can make plays. But to be fair, too, it wasn't like they got – the first game wasn't close. They found a way to claw back into the second game. The third game, they shouldn't have lost because they were up by, I want to say, 11 oh, in that yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. Absolutely. So they, they shouldn't have lost that game. They just – look, I don't want to say it because Miami's winning. But there's any – team is going to come back i look at this as being the opportunity for milwaukee look because all i'm saying is this that that third game was devastating it really was but that was milwaukee's game to win miami's playing great don't get me wrong they're playing good defense jimmy has those guys on lock but this give if milwaukee wins this game four don't be i'm saying they're gonna win it no no don't be surprised they write off Another one. But I've but I've I've said this since the beginning of the bubble. I've said this numerous times. I'm just talking about Milwaukee there, Bucks. I, that's fine. But okay. I'm talking about in the NBA. If there's ever a chance for a team to go up 3-0 and lose it, it's going to happen in the bubble. I'm just saying it. Miami's playing good, though, bro. Don't get me wrong. Miami's playing good. And the only way that Milwaukee's going to do it is that they're going to win games by less than five points. It's not going to be like, oh, they're going to figure it out and they're going to be blowing Miami out. I mean, if they, Miami if has too shots. much heart. If, Miami if they're hitting shots, they can. They haven't done it yet. That, that, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, man. The thing that Milwaukee has to go with, because they're, they're professionals, the thing they have to, to think about is taking it one game at a time. Because I know those guys are better than what they've been playing. Bledsoe, he's, he's better than what he's been playing. Okay, um, Middleton, you're better than what you've been playing. So if they can just find a way to help Giannis out, maybe. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but maybe. Come back to me next week, and then we'll see what mm. happens. <laughs> so we both think he's underrated right now. For sure. For now. For now. All right. So let's talk about a series real quick. The Rockets and the Lakers. They played the other night. On this podcast, me and you said the Rockets must win game one. What did they go out and do? They won game one. LeBron James did not score a point in the fourth quarter. We also talk about the Rockets defense. They played pretty good defense. Yeah. Game one. So this Rockets team, but you know, we've seen this movie before, right? We seen we, we saw with the we seen with the Rockets and we saw with the Trailblazers. Trailblazers win, they won game one. Yeah, Lakers are in trouble. Blah blah blah. The Lakers have the best player on the planet in LeBron James. LeBron James scored twenty points yeah. in that game and no points in the fourth quarter. Not gonna happen again, bro. LeBron James is gonna come back. He's gonna show everybody that he's the king. So I'm very happy the Rockets won the first game because we mentioned that they had to win the first game. But another thing is we talked about on this podcast was AD has to show up. He didn't do nothing. He Man, scored 25, but he didn't do nothing. I, I will tell you. 
This series is all about Anthony Davis. It's not about LeBron James. LeBron James cannot will the Lakers to this series win. He might it, have to, though. No, he can't. I'm he, telling he, you. He can't he can score 20 and not score in the fourth quarter, though. No, it doesn't matter. My point is, it really doesn't matter. He cannot do that because the Rockets won't let him. It has to be Anthony Davis. And if Anthony, I've said it numerous times, if he ain't that guy, the Rockets will win this series. I think he is, though. So <laughs> and, uh, I, I think he is. And I think it doesn't even matter if he's a guy or not. If this was Christos Porzingis, because we both don't think he's a guy, you are playing the Houston Rockets. They're playing what they call small ball. Yeah. You are the biggest man on the court. You have to take advantage of it. He has to take advantage. But so game one, this is focusing on game one. The way I see the Rockets playing, it's like watching Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. You can watch all the tape you want. You can study all the film you want. Until you see him go around your defensive end that you already put on the edge, you're like, oh, oh, they're that fast. I think that's what happened to the Lakers. It's the same thing that happens to the Thunder in game one. It's like, okay, you guys play good defense. Oh, you, you really play defense. Okay, you're playing this fast. Oh, you're stripping me. I just got the ball. Oh, wow. These guys, the ball's whipping across the court. It's just stunning. You can tell the Lakers were just aghast. They didn't, they were stunned at first. And that's okay because... I expected that. I expected the Rockets to win game when I did, and I just wasn't surprised. The adjustments will come in game two. We won't see JaVale McGee playing as many minutes. We may not see him at all again. The, the Lakers are stubborn. They're they playing. are, but they're already talking about putting AD at the five. Because they have to. They have to. I mean, it was just, it, it was foolish to think they couldn't. I mean, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but that's fine. But AD is going to dominate game two. He's going to have about 20 rebounds. The Rockets are not going to have an answer for him. And the Lakers should cruise to a five or six game series win. That's as, as a Rocket fan speaking. But if he ain't that guy, I don't care what LeBron does. It will not be enough because they don't have anybody to hold well, I, Russell I, Westbrook or or uh, James Harden. They just I, don't. I still think it. If if AD averages twenty five points in this series, the Rockets the Rockets and, and, win. And LeBron James, because LeBron James is not going to do that. I don't care what you say. He's not going to have a fourth quarter where he doesn't score. He's no, not I gonna, agree with that. He's going to come to a point where LeBron just like, okay, I got to take over. And I can still see the Lakers winning in seven if that has happened. Don't, I agree with you. It's going to be a lot closer because the the reason we're picking the Lakers in five or six is because nobody can hold Anthony Davis. I don't know if Anthony Davis knows that, but nobody can hold you. But it's, it's not just that. We have mentioned Anthony Davis as being a superstar in this league multiple times now is your time because you don't become a superstar in a regular season yeah you become a superstar in the play well, I, I gotta be clear i've never called him superstar. well i'm just saying people in general have called him superstar people have said oh this might be lebron james's best um duo right here with anthony davis they just totally poo-pooed on dwayne wade and totally poo-pooed on kyrie Irving. you cannot say that until the man wins a championship it's yeah. been said i don't know why but you can't say that he is not better right now than kyrie irving or dwayne wade at all not even close because you having a, I don't care if it's a 35 year old LeBron James. Maybe that, maybe that would be his argument. But the fact that he's 35 years old and he's still doing what he's doing is unbelievable. unbelievable. So right now, you're not in that category as being one of the best um, to play with LeBron James. Right now, you're not there. This is the series right now where you have to prove to not only the league, but to yourself. Because yeah. I don't think, I don't know if he knows that he's a superstar in this league. You're a superstar in this league. And you need to prove it right now in this series. Yeah, he needs to prove it. Uh, I don't think it's, he's a superstar. That's a conversation for another day. But I, at the end of the day, it's not so much that he's bigger than the Rockets. Why I think he can punish them. I just think he's so talented. Because yeah. if he tries to beat the Rockets with power, 
I think he's in trouble because the Rockets are stronger than people think. So this whole, the height thing is what I think people are confused by that. The reason why I think Anthony Davis is going to dominate is because he's so skilled. Now, this is the issue. When you watch game one, it was important to see where he was catching the ball. He was catching a little too far from the basket where he couldn't use his height. Because if he's trying to use his power against P.J. Tucker, against Hard, even Harden or Robert Covington, it ain't going to work. Right. Because those brothers are stout. But it's all about position. Yeah, but it's, you mentioned it right there. I'm not talking about his power. I'm talking about his height. Yeah. His ability to get shots off because they're playing small ball. If it was Kevin Durant, um, Christos Porzingis, the cat, whoever that – if you're taller than these guys and you have talent – then you should be able to take advantage of that. Because you look at what Kevin Durant does against the Rockets when he was playing for Golden State. He would pull up. He would pull up, shoot. Pull up. And that's the way AD, don't be afraid to take the game over. LeBron should be telling you, bro, take the game over. Because that's the only way that the Lakers are going to win this game in five or six. Now, if he doesn't show up, I still think the Lakers are going to win it. Because as far as the Houston Rockets are concerned, they got to show me. No, when, you're, no, you're when, right. You're when right. The Warriors, when the Warriors were down, yeah. and they lost Kevin Durant, some people were saying, "Oh, this is a Rockets. This is a Rockets series." Well, they had they, they, they had they had internal issues. You could tell him and Chris Paul. Even in Game Six, it was obvious. What are you two well, doing? They still, they still got proof to me, Chris. No, that's fine. They still got proof. That's fine. You, I, I'm not necessarily arguing that, but my point is, I don't see a scenario where the Lakers win this series if AD doesn't show up. I don't see that scenario. He has to show up, and he will. Mm. Well, for me, for me. If AD didn't show up, I have more confidence that LeBron James could lead another team I, I don't, past another not, round I don't than I so. do in the Rockets. I, don't I, think I so. hope you're right. I, I don't I don't think so, bro, man. Bro, Chris, I hope you're right. 110%. I hope you're right. But I have more faith in LeBron James than I do in the Houston Rockets right now. I, no, hope I, right I know. I do too. But it's, for me, it's not a LeBron thing. It's just a team No, thing. no. I'm just saying if AD doesn't show up. I, I fully oh, expect I, no, I, I AD to show up. My, my, yeah, that's, I that's, fully expect AD to show up. That's my point, which right. is why I'm not even going to where you're talking right, about. Right. AD's going to show up. Lakers fans, even though I'm a Rockets fan, it'll be okay. AD will show up. Right. All right. So we talked about that a little bit. Let's talk some NFL real quick. We've been doing this thing, best case, worst case scenario on different teams. We're going to go to the NFC North. Okay. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Best case, worst case scenario. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions first, I guess. Detroit Lions, for me, honestly, we both like Matthew Stafford, right? We both think that he is on the cusp of being truly an elite quarterback. Can that team with Matt Patricia actually get to that level? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is this is one of the more difficult Best case, worst case scenarios for me. The best case scenario for me, which might surprise some people, for the Detroit Lions is like 11 and 5. I think they have the tools to be 11 and 5. I know it's a tough division. I know you have Green Bay there, which we're going to talk about. And I know you have the Minnesota Vikings there as well. But I just think that if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy and the offense can really produce, then yeah, the best case scenario for the Detroit Lions is 11 and 5. Now, the worst case scenario for them, probably like about 6 and 10. If their schedule, which is kind of a tough one, they're not able to pull off some of these games they should win, I can see them at the end of the day finishing about six and ten. But right now the best case scenario for them is eleven and five. Uh I don't see them going eleven and five, but I do think they have an easier schedule with the AFC South involved. I don't think mm-hmm. AFC South is very good this season. So uh best case scenario for them, I see them going nine and seven, ten and six, making the playoffs because of that additional seed. There's a chance for that. I've always been a big Matthew Stafford fan. I'm not very big on Matt Patricia. 
Uh, I disagreed with the hire to begin with, and he hasn't proven himself to do anything. They fired a guy in, I think, Caldwell, who consistently went 9-7. and seven. At least he gave you above average uh, uh, football. And Matt Patricia hasn't done that, and I don't think he'll do it this season as well. But basic case scenario, I'll give them 10-6, 9-7, pretty much because they're playing the AFC South. Worst case scenario, same old Lions, 6-10. and 10. Right. Um, I mean, And that's what, it, what is. it is, man. There's a couple of teams you talk about, and it's like, oh, man, the same old whatever. Because last year they did finish 6-10. and 10. This year, I feel like it could very easily happen that way again. But if if Matthew Stafford, and we talk about, we talk about this on a lot. We're talking about quarterbacks and their head coaches. Let me, I'll give Matt Patricia this. He's a little bit better than I thought he would be. A little bit. How? This is a what little has bit. he done to well, make you feel that way? It's not necessarily anything that he's done or hasn't done. It's just that I have this feeling that maybe there's something there. I didn't think there was anything there at first. <laughs> I didn't think that he can go anywhere you want to talk and about, do anything. You want to talk about privilege. You, know, you want to get into a conversation about I'm being serious. They fired a, court, a coach that was above 500. And then brought in this? But it's still, but is this your king? It's, it's, <laughs> like, for real, this bro. This is the Detroit Lions, though, man. We talk about certain organizations. I wish Lowe was here because Lowe would definitely talk about how this organization has been going throughout the years and what we expect for them. It's not surprising that they did this. Now, it's on Matt Patricia right now. He's definitely the key if that team is going to get to the playoffs next year because I haven't seen it. But like I said, he might be a little bit better than I expected because there are some flashes there where he does some stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe. But him and Matthew Stafford are definitely the key. Their defense is okay. I wouldn't say it's really that good. And a lot of people don't think that Matthew Stafford, they think he's decent. But me and you think that he, given the right tools, Matthew Stafford can be an elite quarterback. I've seen him come close to winning games by himself on this Detroit Lions team for years. So, that's why my my best case would be eleven to five. I don't think they're gonna finish eleven to five, but that's my best case for them right now this year. So the other team, NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. You know I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. We already know this. We talk about this. Let, let me start on this one. <laughs> no, because I the, the, I think they were thirteen and three last season. The the yeah. worst thirteen and three team I've ever seen in my entire life. They weren't that good. I just uh, they were bad, in my opinion. Uh, this season, I think best case scenario is they'll go about ten and ten and six, eleven and five. I do think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me correct something real quick. The the Lions did not finish six and ten last year. They finished um, thirteen, twelve and one. I mean, three, twelve and one. Let me re- reiterate that. Okay. 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 Um, for 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 Green Bay, I think they overachieved last season. But again, the schedule is not that bad because again, you're playing the AFC South, which I don't think is that good this year. So, uh, I think best case scenario for them, like I said, 10 and 6, 11 and 5. I do think they're the favorites to win the division. Uh, I, I, there's, it's not a great division, but I think it's competitive. Sans the Detroit Lions, I think the Chicago Bears are competitive, are going to be competitive. You, you know, you already heard me say on the show that I think they're a sneaky team that nobody's talking about that could make some noise. And I think the Vikings are still a good team. Um, who won a playoff game last season? So I think best case for them eleven and five, eleven and five, ten and six. Worst case scenario seven and nine. I just I don't. I hope it doesn't turn into a situation where Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay is just is not good. They turn to love. May I don't, I don't want to see that. 
Uh, I, I hope it's a good season for them because he's had such a good career. I don't think he's going to end his career there. I think the writing's already on the wall. But to my point, worst case scenario is he doesn't finish the season with the, the Green Bay Packers. Or if he does, this is the last season. They miss the playoffs. And Jordan Love is the quarterback next season. So what's the record's best case, worst case? Uh, I already gave you best case. I said uh, 10 and 6, 11 and 5. Worst case, mm. I'll say 7 and 9. This this team, the Green Bay Packers, are a very interesting team to me because I feel like with their coach, with Aaron Rodgers and everything they have going on there, I think they actually have taken a step in the right direction. Because when you look at the way they won games last year, they didn't win games on the arm of Aaron Rodgers necessarily. He had one of his more down years last year. They won their games last year based off defense and because they're running the ball. Besides last year, Aaron Rodgers really didn't have any option as far as a running attack. And that's how they won games last year. Yeah. So when I look at this Green Bay Packer team, let's just say Aaron Rodgers comes back to form this year. Nothing's going to change with that defense. They're still going to try to run the ball because that's the philosophy that the head coach wants to take. I can definitely see them going 13-3 and again this year. If that's working and Aaron Rodgers is on point, this might be the year where you look at them and be like, this is actually a pretty good team. Because it's not that they weren't good last year. I, I did say that. It was just that it was a different way for them to win, I feel. Because the defense was legit. Yeah, no, they, they they weren't good. I think, I think that the defense was legit. And I think that – because if you're saying they weren't good, you're saying Aaron Rodgers wasn't good. No, Aaron Rodgers was fine. This he wasn't team, good, though. He team, wasn't good last year. No, he was. I said he was fine. He's not elite anymore. He's not that Aaron well, Rodgers we'll, guy we'll see. anymore. We'll, we'll see. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I think he still has something that's in the tank and that he can show it this year. And if he shows this year and they have the running attack and they have that defense to back him, then, yeah, they can finish 13-3 and three again. So that's my best case, 13-3. and three. The worst case scenario for them would be about 7-9. and nine. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't see them going 13-3. and three. I, I, I thought last year was a fluke as far as them having that good of a record. And it showed in the playoffs. They they weren't on that level. They were not a Super Bowl team. And you got to ask yourself, and this is the, the most frustrating thing for Aaron Rodgers, we clearly needed help to get better. And then in the first round, you draft a quarterback and you don't have the team get better. I don't see any sh- scenario where they have that good of a well, record. My whole Best thing- case, I don't care if everything goes excellent, I don't right. see that. Well, I think that they believe that they have a championship team. That's what they believe. They believe they have a head coach that can do it. They believe they have the defense that can do it. And they have other options on the offensive end that can do it as well. So if you take that into account, maybe if Aaron Rodgers comes back to form, because he he didn't have a good year last year, Mm -hmm. but that's because he didn't have to sling the ball over the place like he's done the years before that. So if he can just adjust to this and actually, you know, make big plays when they need him to make big plays, I, yeah, I can honestly see them going 13-3. Now, don't get me wrong. They weren't a 13-3 team last year. It was fool's gold. Don't get me wrong. But I said this earlier. I think they're moving in the right direction. If they want to really be a championship contending team, that defense has to be good, and they have to rely more on the running game, which is what they did last year. Yeah. If they can build on that, you never know. It's going to be – It's going to be. this year is going to be more on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers than it ever has been. It's not just – with the numbers, it's during those times when they need him to step up and be, quote unquote, the man that's a bad, bad man. Yeah. He has to step up. So we'll see what happens with the Green Bay Packers. 13 and three, best case, worst case, seven and nine. Okay. I mean, I, I, I hear you as far as them being a playoff team. 
13 and 3 to me is an elite team, and I don't think they're elite. Even if Aaron Rodgers balls out. He's just not that guy anymore. No, I, he hasn't I, but, been let, that let, guy. Let, he hasn't been that guy. I'm, well, it was just last year. Last year was the only year. No, before he has, that, no, before no, no, he got he hurt, he got hurt the year before that. Uh-huh. But we, but after that, he the last time he threw the forty touchdowns was two thousand and sixteen. He got hurt the next year. He mm-hmm. he he got four thousand yards passing the next year. Twenty five touchdowns, two interceptions. He's still been that guy. It was just the year before that he got hurt. He might still be trying to get over that injury. Because even though he was look, we say he was. You say he wasn't that good last year. He had a rating of ninety five point four. He threw 26 touchdowns and four interceptions. And that's what me saying they were more concentrated on running the ball than anything. Yeah. So I, I still think it might be there in the tank for him. I do. I, I, I think, and to be clear, I think he can still have a good season. I'm just saying, so to answer your question, you're saying if he has an elite season, can they go 13 and three? My answer is still no. Because okay. I just don't think they're that good of a football team. Well, my, my whole thing on that is, is their defense really as good as I think their defense is? Because if it's not, then you're absolutely right. If their yeah. defense is really not that good and he has an elite season, it's just going to be like Green Bay Packers teams of old. Yep. Right? So, But if that team has an elite defense and you have an elite quarterback, if when those two th- go, things go hand in hand, elite defense, elite quarterback, your team's finished 12-4, and 13-3. and three. Yeah. So if that happens, then yeah, they could. But we'll see. We shall see. Good stuff, Chris. Always good stuff. Hey, man. You know, football's back, man. Yeah. <laughs> it. You know, I woke up, and I, I, I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but you realize how close it is. Without the preseason, it's just wow. Yeah, you just wake up all of a sudden. You just wake like, up and it's like, oh, football's here. Football's here. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I miss preseason a little bit. I miss I, watching those games. Uh, I don't miss preseason, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. God, I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll more so miss it when we see the, the, the level of play. <laughs> when the season starts. That's a great point. That's a great point. Man. But we, we both know that the office is going to be clicking. Because without the real advantage of the crowd behind you and all that, that benefits the office, they should be out there just playing like they're playing in their backyard. Just slinging it. Just slinging it, hopefully. Watch the Houston Texans not even do that. The, the one of the only teams not to do it. <sighs> I'm not going to play them like that, man. Oh my gosh. But it's around the corner. I cannot wait. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. Tell other people about the podcast. We're trying to grow. We do this for free. We don't charge you. We just do it. And you listen. And that's the way we like it. So if this is your first time, just subscribe. And we'll have more content out there for you. You can do that on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you can do it on any major podcast platform. You can even catch us on the radio, Afro Vise Radio, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Catch us there as well. It has been a, a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.